production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... I'd like to welcome everybody to Positive Talk Radio. It's a Monday afternoon, and I hope everybody is well. It is uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. And uh, by the way, I want to let everybody know that uh, Positive Talk Radio can be heard Monday at 3, Wednesday at 4, Friday at noon, all on KKNW. And then if you miss any of those, we do have another show that we run um, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, and that is um, on Kixie, 8.80 a.m. So so we're on, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. So you can catch us at any time that you want to. And today, uh, I hope to have a, a really good uh, author and guest, and uh, she's going to talk about what's it like to be 70-plus and living your dream and living the, your best life. But before we go there, I want to talk to Eric for a moment. Eric, how are you today? Hey, Kevin. Happy Juneteenth. I, I'm doing pretty well. Very good. You know, Juneteenth is... Uh, is a newer holiday. It was actually named a federal holiday, June 17th of 2021. Um, I'm going to be willing to bet that there's some people in our audience who have no idea what that means. Yes, we should be clear. It's a newer federal holiday, but it has been celebrated as a holiday since uh, 1866. So, you know, it, it goes back a lot further than uh, a lot of the holidays that we celebrate, actually. Exactly. And per- personally, I think it's it was long overdue. Long, 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 long overdue. And for those of you who may not know what uh, uh, Juneteenth is and what it represents, um, I will be happy to share with you, and I'll share with you right now. In 1862, the President of the United States, his name happened to, maybe you've heard of him before, he's on your penny if you, if you need to look at him. Uh, that's Abraham Lincoln. In 1862, he declared uh, and what's, what became known as the Emancipation Proclamation. And this was during the Civil War, in uh, eight, which was from 1861 to 1865. And that's in that war, over 600,000 Americans lost their lives. And the primary reason for that was the fight over slavery. And so in 1862, he uh, uh, wrote the and signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which essentially freed, outlawed um, slavery and freed everybody in the country. Unfortunately, in 1862, um, and in 1862, she w- they were um, in the middle of the Civil War. So there were parts of this country that even though it had been, um, it had been outlawed by the President of the United States, the... Uh, um, the southern states did not adhere to that. And so, <clears throat> consequently, it wasn't until 1865 when the federal troops uh, went into Galveston, Texas in 1865 to take control of the state, which was the last state that was 
uh, run by the Confederacy, and they pronounced everybody in the country from that day forward would now be free uh, people and no one could own another human being at all. I, I'm so sad that 600,000 people had to lose their lives in that, in that whole issue, but I can't imagine, and Eric, you're back with me. I, I just can't imagine one human being owning another human being. It just, I just don't understand how that ever could be, but it did. And, uh, I'm so happy that it's, it's gone now. Same. (laughs) would <laughs> argue with that isn't it <laughs> absolutely yeah you're not going to hear a lot of pro-slavery argument from me that's for sure so if you're wondering that juneteenth should be celebrated by every american because we're moving forward and it doesn't matter what your race is what your who who you love what color you are we should all celebrate the fact that that was one step closer not that we've got there yet but that was one step closer to freedom for everyone. Well, that's it exactly. I mean, what is America about if not freedom? And what you know, what more uh, could you do to uh, create freedom than you know abolishing slavery and making sure that everybody got that message? You know, I mean, that's the ultimate freedom holiday, if you ask me. Uh, me too. Me and me yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, we along- we're still free under the British. We just didn't, you know, have the <laughs> representation, you know, uh, that that we wanted, you know, uh, and that's a huge uh, difference than, you know, being actually owned by somebody. Uh, exactly. And yeah. we were um, it, it was not a very good time, in, in my opinion, for our country. And I'm Agreed. I'm glad that it is that it is over. I wish that we would look at it as it was, which was an, a um, rebellion against the United States of America and uh, that, that we had to go to war over this issue primarily. Uh, there were some other issues, but over this issue primarily to, to get it rectified. And I'm glad that we did that. And, the, you know, and having said that, there are other dates that uh, come to mind for me. And one of which is in the 1920s, I don't have the exact date, but women were not allowed to vote until the 1920s. That's right. And there are some people that would still like to have it that way, but it's not. It's yeah, you important. talk about taxation without representation. Point you know, half the country, or more than half the country, uh, could not vote. I mean, insane. And it's and and to this day, the uh, women still make less than men do in a lot yeah. of cases. Uh, and that's, by the way, if you have any quibble with that, that is fact. Go look it up. Um, there's study after study after study that will say that. And I think that that is also, I mean, can you imagine, I cannot imagine us saying half the country brain power is not as good as the other half of the country's brain power. Can you imagine over the course of time, how many really powerful, wonderful women uh, with, with terrific ideas and, and, and brains that we have, that we have just not, not given their due over time, but I'm glad we have now. Absolutely. 
And we've got an author today who we're going to be talking to uh, in just a second. Her name is TK Banner, and she's an author of, of many books um, and fiction and nonfiction. She also is an inspirational writer, and uh, she does a lot of print work. Um, and one of the things that we're going to talk to her about in 2018 and i can't imagine you know we were just talking to you before the show eric you've got a home where you live and and even a rental property maybe and stuff and could you imagine having a fire take it all I, well unfortunately that's all too common so i yes i can imagine it but i really hope it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> i yeah I, I i what would you do i i don't know but anyway uh tk uh, has experienced that herself and has written about it. And uh, she also, she's of the tender age of, um, she's our age, Eric. She's like 73. And she <laughs> wants to <laughs> speak for yourself, sir. And, I haven't quite joined that uh, that realm uh, of age yet, but uh, well, I'm closer than you are by a yeah. fair shot. I'm willing to say, and uh, and so and we're going to be we're talking to her about her writings, her book, her her champion of young girls, and all the things that she's done in her life. And uh, so let's let's introduce her right now. Her, her again. Her name is. Um, 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 Oh, TK Banner, how are you, young lady? How are you? I couldn't be better. Well, that's nice. And I couldn't stand it, and I have to start it off with the correction that I am no longer 73. And, of course, as an author, I do not have birthdays. Thank you very much. But I am starting. I just started the 74th chapter of my life. And it's just all these empty pages, and I'm really anxious to fill them up with all kinds of different experiences. I love that sentiment exactly, because I believe that every day we get to start anew. It doesn't happen what happened yesterday. That was yesterday. We can't, we can't guarantee that it, what's going to happen tomorrow. But today, we can fill our lives up with whatever we choose to and enjoy it to the fullest extent that we can. And I know that you are a strong proponent of that. Well, yeah, it's all about living in the moment. And I heard it said just a couple of weeks ago that uh, life is nothing but just a series of moments because that's all we've got is, is each moment. So you just cherish it as much as possible. Very cool. By the way, happy birthday, by the way, no matter oh, when no, it was. Happy 74th chapter. The beginning of it, yes. Exactly. And it's going to be a, a fulfilling chapter that's going to talk about all kinds of, you're going to do all kinds of wonderful things. Matter of fact, your story is really incredible. You uh, went back to college at the age of 40 and you got your, your uh, master's degree and you're a teacher and you're an author. And what what is it, do you think, for those of us that may not feel like they're motivated to do great things, what is it that motivated you? Oh, it's going to sound crazy, but it was like waking up. I, I talk about having dark years of my life, and I'm very candid about this because I look at negative experiences happen for a reason. And that during the late 20s and 30s, um, I was very emotionally insecure, 
and oh, I made so many bad decisions regarding relationships and men and self-sabotaging with jobs. And it was like one morning I woke up and I was 39 and thinking, I don't have anything to show for my life. And so it was just one baby step where I've always wanted to write. In fact, I'm just finishing, I'm just editing now my latest book called I Got Class, uh, From the College to the Classroom and Beyond, and talking about how I went back to college and fell into it by mistake, where I thought I was taking a writing class for authors, but it turned out to be a very basic English class, a grammar class, which I could have done in the sixth grade. But I had... Kevin, I had a, a professor and I had prof, uh, a counselor at the college who recognized something in me to keep me going. And at that time, I didn't even drive a car. I was afraid of driving. So just step by step with the help of others. And this is why I am so inspired to help other people to overcome their fears that, yes, you, you can do it. It's amazing to me because the person that is sitting in the space where you're sitting at today is so different than that person was when you were in the, when you were younger. And is it because that there came a point in time for you? And I believe that it happens to all of us, whether we choose to act on it or not is a different question. But I think that all of us come to a point when we say, you know, why am I really here? I'm not going to be here forever, but what am I here to do? What do you find that that was kind of the question that you had? In a way, yes, but it was just that I figured that I had nothing to to show for my life at that time. I used to joke around with my counselor with uh, I could go on the Johnny Carson show, and he'd say, "Well, Terry, why are you here?" And I'd say, I'm the only person in the world who can't do anything. I can't draw. I can't dance. And <laughs> using, <laughs> using all the cans. And so it was like, it was that old expression, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It was just that I, I call it my readiness stage. Everybody needs, you, you can counsel them. You can talk to people to leave their abusive boyfriends, husbands, whatever. Until we reach that readiness stage where we say, okay, enough. I've got to do something. It's an amazing moment in time. And yes. I think it happens to a lot of us. Some of us, however, take it on what everybody else thinks and listens. we listen to the wrong people. And we, so we don't follow through with what we really in our heart want to do. And I know that you are a heart-driven, heart-centered person. And so it's important for you to follow your heart, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, what else is there? I mean, we only have this. We've heard this expression too. This is life is not a dress rehearsal and it's to make, to make every moment count. And I just, you know, my expression, I've used this over and over again with my students who are afraid to do anything or even people in their 70s who are afraid to do anything. So I just take them by the shoulders and I go, you know, I had this interview uh, years ago and they asked me the question of what I wanted on my tombstone. And I said, she did. 
It's as simple as that. I don't want to be in my rocking chair when I'm in my 90s. Oh, I wish I'd have gone back to school. I wish I'd have done that. The saddest thing in anybody's life is to have those regrets. Because if you try, you can't fail. You can go, at least I made the attempt, and at least I can be a role model for the next person coming up. And at least I can learn from that. You know, I was reading something just the other day, and they were talking about uh, financial matters and when you turn 65 and, and when you're old and you're 65 and, and you're getting retirement and stuff. And they were talking about it. It's, they were talking about it like that's the end of your life. And then you're just going to fade away, and and you might have a a uh, a, a fixed income, and then you're just going to uh, slowly, slowly just fade away. That's not how you view life at all, is it? Oh no, no, <laughs> that is the furthest thing from my from my lifestyle, from my beliefs. And the thing is to be surrounding yourself with thrivers. Those are the people who are out there. I know people, there's this lady, Maggie, who comes around in a wheelchair to the swimming pool every day and does about 20 laps. I've got one man in my writing class who's in his 80s, who's just writing poetry for the first time. I'm meeting so many friends down at the gym. We, I even hired a personal trainer, I'll have you know, last week. Good and we you. are having so much fun doing the weights and learning all these different machines. And it's a time of learning different things. We have all this so-called time. But even before that, we always say, oh, I'm going to have this time. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. We don't. People don't do it. It's We are in a generation of wastefulness. We waste so much time. And that's, as I said earlier, leads into the regrets. And We've got all this time right now to learn different things, to join clubs. And the most important thing is to have connections. Kevin, we've lost the face-to-face -face laughter, connecting, helping one another. You know, um, those, those are the key things. And Deepak Chopra and Dalai Lama keep saying, compassion is what will keep us going. And there's no time like the present just to help each other, enjoy life, enjoy what you love doing as a kid. You're too old to care about what other people think. If you see, might as well just do it. I mean, come on. And then you find out, oh, I wasted all that time because they weren't even thinking about me anyway. So you might as well do what you want to do. Isn't it interesting that it seems to me that it takes a while being on this planet and, and going through life and the ups and downs and the, the experiences that we all have before you kind of get an idea and get your feet on the ground and figure out that there's more, there's more and you can do anything that you want to do. All Thank you have you. to do is use it. Yes. Yes. Make that, that first step. If you can just make that step and it's the hardest one, once you get that, it's just one step in front of the other. And I always use the analogy when I hear my students, my ex-students going, oh, Fitz, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I, I tell them, imagine if you're a baby. A baby wants to crawl. A baby wants to stand. We don't sit there and go, oh, the baby fell 50 times. It's just innate in the baby to stand up. It's innate in us to want to do better. 
You know, I like I I really like your attitude, and I, I like everything about you. Now, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to go, boy. You know, she's a celebrated author. She's she's um, um, a teacher. She works with kids. She's got a great life and stuff like that. And and I'm sure nothing bad has ever happened to her. <laughs> but I want I want to uh, ask ask you about because I honestly don't. You know, before before you got here, we were talking about uh, Juneteenth. And uh, that I and I said one of the things in my life that I can't imagine is one human being owning another human being, and another thing that I can't imagine is leaving your house one day and coming back to a pile of ashes. What is that like? Oh, sometimes there's just there's no words to describe that that feeling. I mean, like the morning before the fire. I mean, it's just so vivid in my mind of bringing the coffee out to my fiance, sitting on the beautiful deck we just built. We'd only lived up there for a few months. I remember looking up and going, oh, there's a little bit of red over there. Well, we're near the forest area. That That's, you know, okay. And then escaping on the bus, the horror story with that, with the children. But it was two days later, um, my son-in-law uh, worked with the firefighters and I, I remember sitting in the restaurant and him saying, I'm sorry, but your house is gone. It's, there, there's just nothing there. And, and I just sat there in the middle of the restaurant and in just total, total shock. But the, the night of the fire, when I was still in shock, I was still, frightened and everything from the flames chasing me that we went into Walmart and we picked up toiletries, toothpaste, you know, just the necessity, pajamas, deodorant and everything. I think it was like $123 in, in these plastic bags. And I looked at Jim. I said, this is all that we own in the world. And it was the only thing, Kevin, that got me, that spurred me to action was the day after the fire, I bought a laptop and I went down to the insurance company and started filling out the papers for insurance and just trying to get my life in order. And it wasn't just only the belongings, everything, and we had just moved into that house. Um it was my identity. I'm a Canadian and I wasn't allowed to go home to see my mother who was sick up in Canada because they wouldn't let me back because they didn't have my green card on me. And it, it, I didn't have a passport, none of that. And then what helped me, it, it was like the idea of being 39 all over again was I had my smartphone and I had all my treasured books on it from Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, uh, all of them, Dalai Lama. And I realized I had, I had those. And I remembered Deepak Chopra writing, knowledge is useless unless it's applied. And so I, I just started writing all my feelings and my nightmares and everything into my journals and that's what transpired into the books and that's when I tried to give book talks and help out other people to go from being 
a victim to to a survivor but then that, that all got shot down along with my poor book sales <laughs> because <laughs> the pandemic i swear i had this one blog going kevin and i've got a, a sick sense of humor where every blog was set to music i fell into a burning ring of fire <laughs> and, and, how the flames kept chasing me. I had to put my cat down, ended up in the hospital, double pneumonia. I had a drunk driver drive into my house at night. A hit and run driver flying to my new home after after the fire, after we relocated. No, 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 no. You're not you're not gonna tell me that you you went to the insurance company, you figured all that out, you built a new house, and then a drunk driver hit you in the house. Yes. <laughs> I get a job and end up with double pneumonia. And then my eyesight starts going. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to go back down to Southern California where I want to go. So my eyesight start going. So I had a fight to get a good doctor. I found out I had a huge aneurysm growing in my brain. So they rushed me into the hospital. And I got all these great little coils going. So that's when I started writing down here. Of, um, I ain't crazy. It's all in my head. Oh, <laughs> uh, you you are you are phenomenal. And the more I learn about you, the more phenomenal you are. Um, I I got to tell you, you know, I I joke that I went through a bad country music song period. So did you? Yeah, but you know, I'm not alone though, Kevin. I mean, what I try to tell other you know, victims is I went out and I found a map and it had all these little red dots all over the United States where all the survivors relocated from Paradise, California, where those of you who are listening, that's where the where the fire was. And when you look at that perspective of the thousands of little dots all over the country, Kevin, I'm nobody special. I'm, you know, this when you use the terms like Miguel Ruiz said, don't take it personally. You know, God didn't say, okay, Terry, <clears throat> you know, this is on you. This was on everybody. And if you look at the fire, it could be a flood. It could be an earthquake. You know, it's or, up, all of us individual have to get through. We have to get past it and get out of that stuck stage and we don't have a choice. We've got to move on with our life. And the past does not define us, except for my nightmares at night. But, you know, okay, that comes with the territory. Yes, indeed. And I know that you've, um, the bus ride out of your area was horrific and it was scary and the kids were. And so I, I encourage everybody to go and, and read about you, read about reading from your stories. Um, by the way, we're talking with Terry Fitzsimmons, and it's uh, go to her website, which is tkbanner.com, uh, which is your your pen name, um, mm -hmm. tkbanner.com, and you can look at all of her books and stuff. We need to take a break, but when I'm, I first of all, I just got to tell you again, I'm I'm just so thrilled that you are here and uh, um, and that you are able 
to have gotten through it and you're able to do it in such a positive way and impact people in such a real positive way. And I want to thank you for that. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with you about your writing, your writing style, helping young kids, especially young girls, and uh, live the best life that they can. Again, we're talking with TK Banner. Go to tkbanner.com and we will be right back after these couple of messages. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. It's a Monday. It's Juneteenth. And I want to thank everybody for being here. We've got a wonderful guest that we're talking to today. Her name is Terry Banner Fitzsimmons, and she her writing is under the uh, header TK Banner. And go to tkbanner.com, and you can find out all about her and her work. She's done fiction. She's done nonfiction. She um, has inspirational thoughts. She's a, um, a very spiritual individual and uh, has met people like uh, Tipak. Chopra and and Wayne Dyer. Did Terry? Did you ever meet uh, uh, Neil Donald Walsh? No, I haven't met these people. Just except through the videos and books. Oh, very cool! Because I had the opportunity to interview some of these folks, and and they all have the this this energy about them like you do. I don't know if anybody's ever said that to you, but uh, uh, you have got this energy about you that that you are not going to let life defeat you you're going to take every day as it comes and do the best day you can and and at the end of the day when somebody and when a drunk driver runs into your house you're going to smile about it at one point because it's at one at 
at some point it's it's kind of funny i think yeah um okay there was oh when i i used to love listening to wayne dyer and here's our our great philosophy on life he was telling the story of how he was in the swimming pool this must have been years ago because his kids were little and the little girl jumped on his stomach and says daddy daddy sing to me our song and it was row 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 your boat as we all know all the words to that so he wondered as he sat by his desk hmm what why do we resonate to that you know the way our spiritual leaders go into things that are repeated over and over again there has to be a deep meaning so Here's our take on life, Kevin. Row, row, row your boat. Whose boat do you row, Kevin? You don't row your dad's boat, your mother's boat, your wife's boat. You row your own boat. Row, row, row your boat. How do you roll it? Gently. You don't row it harshly, forcefully. You row, row, row your boat. Where? Upstream. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Row, row, row your boat gently <laughs> down the stream. You don't go up there merrily. Why? Because life is but a dream. So, isn't that wonderful? That is. And I don't know if you heard in, in the first commercial that I played, I say, hey, welcome to my dream. Because this yes. is my dream, and, and, and yes. people are welcome to enjoy it and enjoy the people that I get to talk to and, and stuff. It's really is, for me, it is the joy of my life, and it makes it work for me. For you, it's being an educator and working with young girls and, and doing what you do. How, do you, how does that manifest itself today? Oh, well, this is my, my entire life right now is – Okay, I survived, and it's, I, I don't know, there is a name for it, the near-death experience, and I'm not even going to go there because I wasn't near death, but the idea that you said it earlier about having a purpose in life, and when I watched a video with uh, Dalai Lama and Tutu before he died, and if you could just listen to those two men laugh, if you're depressed, a total belly laugh. And what they were talking about, Dalai Lama has actually done the research where if you have compassion and you're helping people, that leads to longevity. That leads to better physical health, emotional health. So maybe I'm just being very selfish because if I go out helping other people, geez, maybe I'll live longer and I'll be happier. Well, and I got I to gotta tell you, Terry, that... I, in in one sense, I kind of disagree with you because um, when you talk about near death experiences, the total of what a near death experience is is that that somebody kind of dies and then they they have an experience on the other side, then they come back. Yeah. You your entire life was destroyed right in front of your eyes mm-hmm. uh, as you were sitting in that cafe, uh, and your your son in law said. Uh, um, your house is gone and all of your belongings, your green card, everything that you needed to carry on in this world was gone. 
and you resurrected it all. That's that's the, the beauty of what a near-death experience shows us is the people come back and they say, I'm going to do my life differently than I ever did it before because I'm going to be kind to people and I'm going to take care of myself and other folks. And, and it's an important aspect and you're doing it beautifully. And I, I just, I'm so pleased for you. Thank you. And that was the impetus for my first book, uh, Phoenix Rising from the Ashes, because Kevin, I am really a phoenix. Uh, who I was before the fire is literally buried in, in those ashes. When I went back a month later after the fire, I had all these ideas that you can go back. You know how you see on TV people, they find a photo album, they find a, a diamond ring or something. But the fire went by so fast that it just raised the houses on the cul-de-sac. I mean, there was nothing but just the ashes. There was nothing to salvage. But <clears throat> I was thinking that I'm buried in those who I was there, a very materialistic person. When I moved into that house, my biggest problem was I didn't have enough closet space to fit all my clothes and hats and shoes and jewelry and certificates and awards and blah, blah, blah. And poof, it was gone. I'm thinking that was my biggest worry. Okay. All right. So I found, you know, um, I had to lose everything to gain everything. And I joke around that I'm in the greatest company with Dalai Lama, with the Buddha, with Jesus. You lose everything to gain everything. And you, and you start up a whole new, a whole new world. And, nope. and Wayne Dyer, again, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'll forget it because I have a short-term memory loss. <laughs> Wayne <laughs> Dyer said, if we are defined by what we own, then geez, what happens if we don't own it anymore? That's really scary. Yeah, there is a um, a comic named George Carlin. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, with of that. course, of course. And he had a skit about stuff. <laughs> that we all have this stuff, and then we have to go to the store because we have to buy more stuff, and then we have to get a bigger house because we got to put our stuff in the bigger <laughs> yes. house. Then we've got to get yes. a storage because we've got too much stuff to put in our house. So we got now we've got to get a storage thing. And he's like, "How stupid is that? What are we? What are we focusing on? We're focusing on all the wrong things. It doesn't matter whether uh, you know my car, which is a ten-year-old car sitting in my parking lot, and my neighbor's got a newer car. So what?" My exactly. Yes, yes. And, and to define yourself by useless things. And if you want to know the sadness of it, just I used to tell my, my, my students, take your kids on a field day to the garbage dump and look at all the things that are in there. The things that people fight over, a refrigerator, a microwave, it all ends up in the garbage dump. And like we are not materialistic people. If we were, we would look after our stuff. But we buy yeah. it and throw it away for something new. And the sad part about it is nothing of it. Buying all the stuff helps us who we are inside. It's, no. it's all for show for other people who don't really care about us or even notice it. Well, they're, they're too busy competing with us. Yes, 
Yes. Rather than taking the attitude that good for you, I'm glad that you were able to do that in your financial situation and stuff. And good for you. I appreciate you. Yeah. No. And that, that is just one of the saddest things for that, for that to happen, to, to find, if you're going to invest, if you're going to spend, invest it in time spent with, with other people. And I've got this, pet peeve about social media when I see walking down the street or if you look at a beautiful sunset there's 50 people standing there with their cameras all standing there like they're taking pictures and to send to people without experiencing the moment and people aren't talking they're not doing the face-to-face everything is is for show so it's invest in time you, you know, you know, your time, Terry, to, to that point, um, there's a particular grocery store that I go by every now and again, and they've, and they've got some chairs and tables that are out front on a nice day where you can sit there and enjoy the, the, uh, the scenery and, and the, well, the parking lot. And, uh, I walked by a mother and two children and they'd all stopped to get Sundays and they were all on their phones, looking at their phones and not saying a word to one another. Yes. What an opportunity waste that is. Yes. I used to see them as a teacher walking the children out to be picked up, and the parents would open up the back door of their SUV, and there'd be two TV screens in the back seat. <laughs> the kids would get in there. No time to say, how was your day, blah, 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 nothing. Just glued to, glued to that. And what I'm seeing, too, is the saddest is, is that babies have got these. They're putting them into, you know, their, their little carriers and whatever. It, they become the babysitter, the surrogate mother, the surrogate father. This little screen has become like our gods. There's a... a a video on Netflix called social media, and it is really frightening. And when I'm thinking about our young people socialized into, into this, it is really sad. Which is difficult for some parents, I suppose. And I grew up and my kids grew up in a time when they didn't even have a cell phone until they were like 13 or 14. Um, and we did that just for their own security and safety. But we didn't have those sorts of things where kids could sit in a place all day long or that you shove, you shove this little screen in front of them so they can watch a, a movie and stuff like that. So, and then they, they, we, we've lost the ability to communicate with each other effectively and to find out what is in our lives and what's in what each of us is doing. It really is. It's a sad thing. Yes, we need that face-to-face communication. We need that understanding, that sense of empathy. What I'm finding in so many young people, they look at you very with a very puzzled expression on their face. Like, what are you talking about? Because they've got no idea. They can't read expressions in other people's faces. And I worry about young girls who find these uh, men, boys online who are brainwashed and they believe it. So when they finally meet them, they don't understand the expression and you're familiar with it. 
the hair in the back of my neck is sticking out. You know, why oh, don't yes. you trust this person? They don't have those survival skills. It's important, and, yeah, and 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 for mom and dad to talk to their children about how difficult the world this is and how they need to protect themselves and be be in a safe place not to scare them but just no, no. just for them to be aware yes um, you, you know i gotta tell you terry um we've got a gal on the line that uh um, she's become a friend of the show and you'll appreciate her she's got a company called pipsqueak piano uh she's I a piano and you know what she does she works with children that are six years old and under, teaching them how to play piano. Um, I think that is a wonderful thing. What do you think? Oh, I love it. Because also when you're doing music, you're using both sides of your brain. So it enhances everything. You know, when people stutter, they don't stutter when they're singing because they're using both sides of the brain and anything to get our children moving their hands, the dexterity other than holding the phone, getting them into the beauty of the arts, the music especially is so crucial for young people to get indoctrinated into that. I love it. Well, so Brittany, welcome to the show and welcome to, uh, this is Terry Fitzsimmons who we're talking to. Hi. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for, for having me. And thank you, Kevin, again. And thank you for what you said, too. I, I just couldn't agree more. I think I actually let out that's right. While you were <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I just couldn't couldn't agree more with you. And that's been the purpose of my my mission and, and what I'm out there to do. And, you know, just to just to spend another 10 seconds, a little more, I uh, I went and did a little market research and asked a huge group of Facebook, big big Facebook group of musicians. Okay, what what is the youngest age that you'll take into your lesson studio? And most of them will say eight, seven, six, seven, eight. Very rarely you'll see ones that will say four, and sometimes you'll even see ones that will say like ten, eleven, and twelve. Right? So it's kind of very. But flip side, if I ask the exact same group of people, when did you fall in love with music? Their response is as early as they can remember, three years old, four years old. So I find it so fascinating that we turn this age away or we tell them to wait when really we could expand and change how we teach to allow this age in. So that's been kind of the, the mainframe of my business. And my business has teamed up with Positive Talk Radio to sponsor some summer camps uh, here in the Redmond area. Well, in, in the Redmond area, uh, hosted at Stepping Stones Kids Academy. And these are weekend camps all of the weekends, July through August. And every single week is, uh, every single weekend has a different theme. So in fact, it's not even just the weekend, it's every single camp. So we have 18 different themes that are all theme. Um, and that's the new term for STEM. It's now called STEAM, which we very, very much, uh, love because now it's science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. So we took that and uh, made art camp, science camp, robotics camp, um, music camp, of course, nature camp, so many amazing things that we're doing. And we brought special guests like Woodland Park Zoo and Seattle Astronomical Society, King County Master Gardeners, and just so many others, Kids Quest Robotics and Science. So 
Um, if you're looking for something fun to do with your kids that isn't staring at a screen, <laughs> but will actually get them uh, out and about with hands-on activities, with friends and experimenting and learning new things and new, new valuable things that they could do or new interests that they might have, please check out www.pipsqueakpiano.com. That's P-I-P-S-Q-U-E-A-K, pipsqueakpiano.com. And if you scroll just a little bit down, you'll see Washington Summer Camps. And if you click that, I'll give you everything you need to know. Um, and just uh, for listeners on this show, uh, we, we have a special discount going for anyone listening that uh, if you type in PT Radio, that's P-T-R-A-D-I-O, you'll get 20% off of all of the camps that you choose. And Brittany, I got, I got to tell because we're, we're doing video here, I get to oh. watch Terry's expression. And her expression oh, cool. was, she loves. Oh. So tell me, Terry, what did you think? Oh, my gosh. Right up my alley. The book I'm writing, Brit Brittany, is called uh, I Got Class, From College to the Classroom and Beyond. And it it's, consists of different snippets, you know, my different teaching experiences. And one of them, of course, was girl power and encouraging girls to go out. And I, I have all these thoughts to ponder in my book about encouraging girls um, for the STEM program. I'm well aware of that. I work with AAUW to promote this program. And it's just so important. And one of my, my thoughts to ponder were, were you discouraged from carrying out careers that centered around mathematics or science and how did that make you feel and how can you make a difference could you be a mentor for these girls and for doing it the music at the young age it only stands to reason because research shows if we sing to our babies when they're in the womb babies you know adapt to that music right away so what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal I also Thank want to say that the, the keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as you're being around babies and 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 pregnant women, that uh, what you say and how you say it has an impact all the way back into the womb. So it, yes. it's it's really interesting, and I love the fact that that when you're talking about doing music, you're talking about using your left and right brain at the same time, uh, which is a very important skill to have as you're moving forward in life. And uh, I, I, this is fun. I appreciate you both. Thank you. And also just one other, the research shows that I did this with my behavior problem children is you play Mozart in the classroom. You get the children to calm down. If you want them to study, you play the music, you play the piano. And that's been proven to accelerate the learning process. So, yeah, it all ties in everything. Well, if I can put an exclamation point on that, I have a five-year-old <laughs> granddaughter, and my son sent me a picture of her. He, they got her a little piano where she can sit on the bench and her feet can actually fit on the floor and, and stuff, and, and she is autistic. And so there are times when she has trouble focusing on stuff, yet she can sit at the piano at five years old and play a tune as calmly and as efficiently as you yes. can. It's an important thing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Brittany, thank you for coming. Thank you for talking to us about this because the summer camp again, go over that information real quick. We're running out of time, but real quick, go over the information on how people can sign up for the summer camp. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys so much. And Terry, I think you and I can probably spend a whole hour ourselves, but um, <laughs> you can, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. You can go to www.pipsqueakpiano. That's P I P S Q U E A K, pipsqueakpiano.com. And if you scroll just a little bit down that page, just one little bit, you'll see Washington Summer Camp's proud sponsor. You click that, we'll have everything you need to know all of the FAQ, all of the links, all of the registration information, anything you would need to know right there. And then don't forget PT Radio your 20% off of any camp you choose. And Brittany, by the way, Terry is also, she's somebody who's leading her life in a big way. She's a piano teacher. She's also in a rock band. And uh, <laughs> so she's, I love she's, it. she's a singer and she's a songwriter and she does all this really cool stuff. Go to uh, limberlost.com. If you want to find out more about her and the, and the band, uh, which would be which would be great fun for you. But so, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on board. Thank you, thank you for having me. You're welcome. If you want to hang right there, you're welcome too. And we, but we got to finish up the show. And I want to make sure that I give Terry. By the way, it's tkbanner.com. Go there, buy her books. Um, she's got an incredible stories. She's a terrific author. She's an award winner. And so go there and, and, uh, buy her stuff. And, um, we've just got about a minute and a half, Terry, I would love for you to take that time and to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Okay. So here it is for all of you out there listening. I've just got a few sentences or a few words for you. Just be a good person, love who you can, help where you can, and give where you can, and that'll do it for you. There's a bumper sticker for you. There you go. My life is philosophy of simplicity. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us today. You know, one of the things, and I'll say it at the end of this show, because I said it at the end of all my shows, and uh, so I won't say it yet, but be listening for it for at the very end of this. But uh, is there anything else that you would like to add to that, by the way? We've got about, oh, about a minute. <laughs> that, that's about it. Just that I, I'm just so thrilled to be here. And those of you who are listening, please. Don't have fears. Remember my words. She did. And just move on. And please follow your your passion in life. And if you don't have one, you don't know, just try to go back when you were little, whether it was music, doodling, whatever. Do what makes you happy, please. And Terry found us by Googling us on the, on the big wide web. So I'm so grateful that you did find us because you are the type of positive talk radio guest who I really enjoy having here. And I told you I was going to say something earlier, so I'm going to say it now. Be kind to one another because yes. each other's all we've got. Yes. See you next time on Wednesday.